Harper Bliss, author of Lesbian Fiction. And I'm her missus. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we try to talk about our journey in writing and publishing. But we usually get sidetracked by television or our cat. Meow. Welcome to Harper Bliss and her missus. Hello everyone, this is episode 139 of Harper Bliss and her missus. This is part two of our series grand finale where we, where we answer all of your questions, hopefully to your satisfaction. Enjoy. So, books. Um, well, the first question was uh, put to us in Dutch. Oh so yeah, but I want... did translate it. Huh? Yes. Um, so, Lisbeth. this is Lisbeth. Who... No, my cousin is called Lisbeth. Maybe it's her? No, because she actually included her last name. That okay. wasn't my cousin. So the her question is basically, what's the deal with your age gap fixation? <laughs> well, in my last book, about the book I just finished, which is not out yet, The Love We Make, it'll, it'll be out in January 2023. Look out for it. Um, it is an age gap. It is a mature age gap because the characters are... Older. Older. They're not 20 and 40. No. This is a... Generation yes. older. Um, one of the characters says, uh, Nora, you are, you're a walking mommy issue on very shapely legs. I'm a walking mommy issue on very short legs. <laughs> <laughs> that was my joke for the podcast. And I didn't even prepare it. <laughs> Why does it deal with age gap? I don't know. I just, I can't get enough of it, you know? Well, I mean, you find mature women attractive that has always been the case yes very and so, i find it much more interesting to i can't i can't like even thinking about writing a book about two women in their 20s or 30s it does not appeal to me at all then you might as well ask me to write a straight romance it just doesn't interest me there needs to be and it's not well that is not about the age no gap, because that's that is just, just the age of the, the characters age. But there's just something about the age gap. Yeah. It's a good question. I should ponder it more. But let's just go with, I find um, an older woman very attractive. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I think age gap stories are also interesting. Like we really enjoyed the Meryl Wilson book, even though one of the characters is 21. There's, uh, you know... Usually there's issues related to the age gap, which uh, make it quite fun, I think. I, I recently wrote something in a newsletter about age gap, and uh, a couple of people, I was actually was striking that a couple of people replied saying the same thing. I, they said, age gap is great, but um, I, I always worry because one of the characters is so much older, and then what happens when they stay together, and then, you know, when the, when the older one is very old? Uh, yeah. But I think you're going to have to let that go because, I mean, what I write is fiction. Mm -hmm. They're not real. I mean, but of course, there are age gaps in real life. Yes. So it is a concern for some people who are... In yeah, it gives, it gives some readers a bit of anxiety <laughs> for the happy uh, ever after. Yeah. But, yeah, that's thinking of things a bit too far, I think, when you're talking about a I think pretty... You, you need to let it go. ...fun... Romance book. Also, uh, 75 is a new 60. Yeah. So. so I wouldn't worry about it too much. No. All your characters will live happily ever after, forever and forever. ever. Forever. 
So yeah, that's the age gap. And then there was another question that was book related. Ah yes, from Con. From Con, do authors do authors still make a bit of money off of the paperback sales, or do you lose money when a paperback is sold? I wondered if Amazon charged the author a crazy fee to print the book. They don't. Huh? No, they. I mean, it's print on demand. Yes, and uh, it's uh, it's it's very cheap actually. Also, you can't price your book lower i mean there's a there's a threshold that you have to price your book the list price the the price that a consumer pays you have to price it ab- above that because otherwise you would lose money and then they they don't they don't do, allow that they don't allow that so um we make a couple of bucks on every uh, paperback sale don't worry but thanks for asking yeah. paperbacks are not the biggest uh, i mean we don't sell that many but we don't lose any money on those that we sell no, so otherwise yeah. we would sell them. no otherwise we wouldn't do it so uh, no, don't worry about that. If if you buy paperbacks, you still we still make a bit of money. Yes, on them. so that's good. Yeah. And then she also asked, any chance you might do a co-write with Cheyenne Blue? <laughs> well, this is not the first time I've had this question because I've asked myself, mm-hmm. and I I think maybe even Cheyenne and I we touched on it a couple of times back in the day when I was doing those co-writes. But right now, I just, I mean, if there is one person I would ever co-write with again, it's probably her because she's my editor and she, she's in my, she's not in my first draft, but, you know, she knows my writing really well. But I just don't think I'm the co-writing kind, you know. Well, at the moment, you would find it very difficult to collaborate with someone on that level. I would I really would. It might change, you know, yeah, who knows, just, because you have done it before and it, an ocean. and it went quite well. And, you know, but um, at the moment, it's not. It's very stressful for me to co-write because writing a first draft, I mean, it's mostly it's OK, but there are always stressful days. And then when you have to share that with another person, I mean, there there is the flip side and when you do get low and stressed, you can share it with the person you're writing the book with. That's true. I did have that experience when I was writing with Claire and TB mm-hmm. and you. Mm-hmm. You was you was the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, the question is, I don't know, but I don't have any plans for the foreseeable future. Although I think Cheyenne, she might she might be up for it. And I also think that uh, she she is such a great writer, like in pure writing like in words and sentences she's so much better than I am so but I think I do better drama than her but (laughs) maybe you would complete each other in a special way but not so not for the foreseeable future no what we should do is I should I should write my book and then we should do more of like a a TB Markinson and Miranda McLeod collaboration at TB she writes the first draft and then Miranda makes it better but I mean I, I could never ask Cheyenne to do that. I mean, she's my editor. She makes my book better, but she doesn't rewrite it, although she sometimes does. And every time she rewrites a sentence, I just say, accept, accept, accept. <laughs> and then I always want to say, please do this with my entire book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think we have a next topic to move on to. Okay. Which is the topics of topic of sex scenes. Yes. Um, so shall we broach that sure okay i mean i want to say beforehand and i'm probably not going to reply to this in very great detail no but 
The, the questions are quite long, but the answers will be short. Well, probably. we don't have to read out the entire question, though. No. We can just summarize. Well, to summarize is, um, you know, how do you get the ideas for your, for your spicy scenes? <laughs> do I you did. act them out? Do you <laughs> practice them? I, I, I thought this was great. Though. Do authors write sex scenes from personal knowledge or is there an anthology of sex scenes that they can refer to? Well, that <laughs> would there, be great. <laughs> but there are plenty of anthologies. And I started out as an, as an erotica writer and I... I wrote for these anthologies and oh, yeah. I read them. But I think she means where well, there's like a list of sex scenes and you, with Kama an explanation, Sutra. like the Kama Sutra maybe. Yeah. <laughs> for lesbians. <laughs> for lesbians. So, uh, I mean, and she says that she's read some authors that cannot vary the type of sex scene throughout the book and frankly, it gets kind of boring. <laughs> okay, understandable. Maybe, so I was just wondering if maybe they didn't know any better. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true that one, I mean, writers often write from personal experience and personal knowledge. I don't know if it's the case for, for this, but maybe for some it is, and maybe they have a boring sex life. Or maybe not. Anyway, do you want to reply to this question? Um, Where do you get the ideas? <laughs> do you try them out? Is it personal experience? Have you ever taken a spicy scene out of a published book and tried it with your significant other for whatever reason? No, I feel very uncomfortable replying to these questions. I think I can keep some mystery about yes. myself. So thank you very much for asking the questions, but we will take a pass on answering these too profusely. Yes, let's let's keep some mystery. I will say that uh, when I was, I've been rereading some older books of myself, and uh, in the beginning when I started writing, but also my books have become more tamer over the years. I've, that is that's a fact mm -hmm. um, which I recognize but um, in the beginning my sex scenes were much more varied and there were more I'm trying to put in more again and then of course within the book you need variation they can't always do the same I mean yeah you need variation yes. to keep things well, interesting what, for what the, she for says the otherwise it gets boring if it's always the but same but when I was uh, rereading my, my last uh, book before sending it to my editor I, I surprised myself I'd completely forgotten that I had a variation mm -hmm. but I stole it from uh, Meryl Wilson <laughs> for sure totally well, I mean you have done it, it before in, in other books <laughs> yeah 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 but reading that book well, that was very inspiring <laughs> if you want varied uh, sex scenes whew Phew, yes. that shower scene. Yes. I was so good. I mean, I was always worried about the you know, mechanics of it and whether it would be it would be doable, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> what was really funny was when I, I was uh, revising my book and I told you that um, I, I surprised myself because I forgot I wrote that scene. In the in that particular position, <laughs> you said, and that for a sixty-five year old. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there are any sixty-five-year-olds listening, please let us know what your um, not what your favorite position is, but <laughs> what you. I mean, yeah, no, I don't know what, what the point of my question is. Yeah, well, we will wait and see if uh, your editor has any comments on the acrobaticness of that scene for a 65-year-old. But 65 it wasn't that old. acrobatic. It's not that acrobatic. <laughs> I was just, your comment was funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So, now, so um, do you, we have another topic, the next one. Um, the next one is 
podcast slash other projects slash hobbies. The first question is from Wiebeke, I guess. She must be Dutch with a name like that. Well, I think we kind of already, I don't know, we we addressed why we don't do the podcast yeah. anymore. But, but she's asking, do you have any new plans together or will you use the time for separate projects like writing more books? And, um, you know, the Sophie also asked, will you have uh, with your spare time? Does that mean you will be making YouTube videos on how to wallpaper walls, paint a kitchen, <laughs> plant a veggie patch or build a chook house, a chicken coop, I guess. Or perhaps, Harper, you are taking up golf with the missus video about that it's been talked about but i don't want there are various reasons why i don't want to take up golf i mean i think it would be a good sport for me but because uh, golf courses are often very beautiful and uh, it gets you out of the house into nature but first of all it's a steep learning curve yes but your podcast hero jane garvey is taking up golf and she's in her late 50s so if she can do it you can Yes, but also I, golf is your thing. I don't want to do... That is the one thing we do not have in common. Yes, but... Uh, Let's keep it that way. But I shall put to you that if you were to start playing and, you know, we would... If you were to start playing and, you know, play at the club where I play, we would rarely be playing together in competitions. And But we would have something that we can do together when we're, you know, we could go on holiday and play together, do something together uh, that we both enjoy, that could be fun for when we're this, older. For this too, I have various arguments because, well, I like it when you go out to play golf because then I can be home alone, which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. And then if I were to also go out to golf, I wouldn't have yeah, any but time over. You wouldn't necessarily have to go every time. I could go on my own because I, play, I would play more than you, but then we would have the option of... You know, going on holiday and playing together. Yes, but replaying with you, you're already better at like most life things than me. And then also you would be so much better at golf than me. And then Yes, but golf is, is uh, something where you measure yourself against yourself mostly and not against other people. Uh, okay. So, you know, it is about your own... You know, improving your own game, and uh, unless you're playing a match against someone, but if you're just, if we were to go out and play, you know, a round of an afternoon for relaxation, you would be you're playing against yourself and against the course. You're not playing against me, so you know. Anyway, but, but there's no, there are no plans for that. In the maybe if, if we ever move even closer to the golf club, maybe then. Ah, uh, okay. But right now it's a bit, I don't know, and also taking the lessons. Yeah, I would need to take a lot of lessons. Yes, of course. I don't really feel like that Okay. right now. Okay, but then I need to find someone to go on golf trips with. Yes. Maybe Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jane. If you're going with Jane, I'm going as well. That... <laughs> yeah. You and Fee can sit at the bar and drink while we play our round and then we come and join Speak... you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of... Our favorite podcast, fortunately, with Fia and Jane, ended. Yes. Uh, I am very sad. I mean, this is, um, I cannot imagine we are anyone's favorite podcast. But I do, if you feel the way I felt when I listened to their last episode, then I feel your pain. I was really sad because I've enjoyed their podcast so much. They are so funny. Mm -hmm. They made me laugh 
so many times. But the good thing is, they have a podcast four days a week now in a different no, way. But you, you haven't say even... it's the good thing, but it's not the no, same. No, but you haven't even listened to it. Yeah, but I mean, it's not this. Who wants to listen? I love them, but I'm not going to listen to that to them every day. But you don't need to. But there are options if you feel. Oh, I would like to hear Fee and Jane. You know, there are options to listen they're to. They're still a pod- there. They're still there. They're they still haven't there. completely gone. So No, that's true. So you can, you don't have to listen to all of them, but you can, you know, if we are on a drive and we say, oh, let's have a... We can give it a try, but yeah. it's much more news-based and, yeah, I, I need to give it a try. Yeah, you haven't I listened to I it I cannot judge it. I mean, I can, but I won't. But I am doing but you, it, but I But, but I you can't because you haven't listened to it. So. <laughs> but I can't. But you have listened to it. I listened to one episode, I think, of one of their first weeks. I mean, I think I need to listen to some more. And uh, anyway, um, so... So the golf is no. out is a no for now. Videos about wallpapering and painting. Well, maybe for comedy value, sure. <laughs> but I, don't, I watched before I, uh, before I undertook some home improvement projects. I watched some videos and... I wonder how do they make these videos? I mean, they're like sped up and, and everything looks so neat and there must be a lot of editing and retries and stuff because that is never how it is in real life. Well, they set up a camera that films the whole thing and then they speed through and cut through the boring bits and, you know. I won't be doing that. I can't even make like an Instagram reel. That already takes me like three hours for a <laughs> 10 second video. This is why I'm not on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm not down with the kids at all. Okay. But so. um, um, read this. Well, I won't be writing more books because I'm not doing the podcast anymore because it doesn't really have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So don't expect that. I And now that we are on this subject, I've actually decided for the first time ever to next year only write three books because I always say four, and then sometimes I make it, but mostly I don't. And I say, why put this extra pressure on myself and just say three? Three is easily doable instead of only having 50% chance of reaching my goal. Why not set a goal that is easy? Yeah. Why not? Uh, if you can take remove some easy. of the pressure, that would be great. Yeah, wouldn't it just? It would. So I think finally, there was a question from Cheryl. Will old episodes still be available? We addressed that in the beginning. Yes, the old episodes will still be available. So you can re-listen to your heart's content. But I think actually I put the halfway wrong. It should be here. So because this is on the hobbies thing. (laughs) What are your guys' hobbies? What are your hobbies? Well, as previously mentioned, I play golf. That's my main hobby. And I like to cook and bake. Yeah. Those are my main hobbies. My hobbies are chilling. <laughs> now it's funny because a while back I was at a party at my sister's and this uh, this friend, well, this guy I knew from when I was living in the village and his wife, his wife said, oh, my hobby is going to the gym. I just love doing these workouts. And then this guy was saying, oh, yeah, I love riding my bicycle. And then he asked, what, are you, what is your hobby? He asked me very, very seriously. I said, Hmm, what is my hobby? I said, well, my hobby is chilling and watching television. That is my hobby, but I think it is a perfectly acceptable hobby. What well, you do also like to go on your treadmill once in a while. You've taken it up again. No, but it's not really a hobby, is it? Well, if you do it regularly, it is. 
So, you know, maybe if you continue to do it, then you will be able to answer, I like to run. Oh, uh, yes. That's a valid yeah, hobby. Yeah, I've set myself a goal for when I turn 45, though, but I shall no not, pressure. I'm not going to uh, voice it. Voice this goal openly on the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, those, those are our hobbies, I think. So, the next question is from Sophie. Who asks, and I think this is a really cool question actually, if you could have dinner with four of your characters, who would they be? Excellent question. Yes. I gave it some thought. Yes. I mean, I have a list of all my characters. Mm -hmm. They are my best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And um, this is what I came up with. Mm -hmm. I think this would make for a great dinner party. Devon Douglas, the life coach from And Then She Kissed Me. Mm Mm-hmm. Marie Diver, neurosurgeon from French Kissing and that woman next door. Laila Sadeh from uh, A Breathless Place, journalist and biographer. And Caitlin James from the Pink Bean series, feminist icon. Yes. Wouldn't that be an amazing dinner party? Yes, I guess there would be a lot of talk at that dinner party. Uh, yeah. Interesting topics much. of conversation. Uh, definitely. I also I asked Olivia Chevalier to come, but she didn't want to come. <laughs> she said, fuck that, I'm not going. Okay. She said to Marie Diver, you go on your own. Okay. Well, no, that would make for a good uh, a good dinner party, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, indeed. I'm trying to think if I would change any of the des- of the guests. I mean... I would, I would maybe like to reunite a couple like Marie d'Hiver, but bring in another French kissing character to see, you know, if bridges could be mended now that Marie d'Hiver has kind of, you know, never, never. Um, who, wait, who did she? Who did she sleep with? Again? I was not, not yeah, So, um, so I'd ask Ju- Juliette. <laughs> No, Juliette is not going to go to this dinner party. She's not going to forgive. Okay. Because I've been rereading French Kissing and no, (laughs) it's not an option. Okay, time does not heal those wounds. (laughs) (laughs) I was was thinking, yeah, oh, this is so interesting. Can I make this happen in a book? But it's not possible. They are not linked. They are not connected. They are not even in the same continents. No, that's true. Um, but I mean, it's not possible. Caitlin James used to live in the U.S., didn't she? She she worked on TV in the U.S. Yes. So maybe she could go back and then be invited. Caitlin to... and Lila and Devon. That maybe in some way could be arranged. But Mary Diver, she does not fit in anywhere. Well, maybe no. Here's maybe um, one of these other American characters needs a very specific surgery that only Marie Divar can do uh, and so she has to fly to the US to do this surgery and um, then because it's maybe Leila Zadeh who is a you know public figure because she's you know with Izzy um, it's publicized and Caitlin James gets asked to give her opinion on stuff because you know that's what she does to give her opinion <laughs> so maybe <laughs> Yeah, because Caitlin could be in the U.S. because, um, what's her name? Her girlfriend. Yeah, Joe. Is on tour. Is on tour. Yes. Yes. Maybe she's on tour with Izzy. 
or they perform at the same you know show it's or awards show or something it's the duet the sequel <laughs> but they can't fall in love no 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 because they already have love interests and they become friends and Caitlyn James as well and then you know Devon Douglas is an actress she's invited to this performance as well and um, yeah Le- Leila that's a it's a charity performance to raise funds for some kind of very specific brain you know affliction that only Marie Divar that, that Leila has and that only Marie Divar can operate on and then she has to come and talk to the people about this thing and then they all can have dinner afterwards yeah. so you know nothing is impossible yeah but yeah no it's definitely true they can have a dinner yes and then they invite you <laughs> <laughs> but i don't exist <laughs> so yeah yeah voila okay no i was just thinking would uh, caitlin james and joe ever move to the us i don't think so no Joe, she can't leave her sister. No. And yeah, because you know she's a singer, and I mean Adele moved to the U.S. Yes, but I feel like Joe was very attached to Australia and Sydney, probably. So I don't think she would move away. Adele moved her entire family to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ex-husband included. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, that that was a very good question. Thank you, Sophie. Yes. Um, I think of a few more interesting combinations, mm-hmm. but I haven't. Yeah. But I could maybe add a, maybe for a blog post at some point or something. Yeah. Um, the next question was also by Sophie. Yes. I wonder how you feel when the book you have spent months writing and agonizing over is agonizing of, is the correct word, <laughs> by the way, is often devoured or consumed very quickly by your readers. Yes, well, I know why. Sophie is asking this question. She is my second reader, I guess. You're my first. And then I send her the book on a Friday. And then by the Saturday, she's already <laughs> read it. No, usually by Monday. And I always say, don't read it too quickly. I, I'm, I don't say this, but it did take, she knows, it took me a long time to, time to write because, you know, I don't write without drama. No. You so definitely I do like not. to <laughs> document the agonizing parts of writing, but then she reads it so quickly. But that makes me feel great because you know when someone reads my book quickly, it means they're enjoying it. Indeed. So that makes me feel like a million bucks. I imagine it does. So, excuse me while I pour myself some water because all this talking—it's thirsty work. You're not used to talking so much. I am not. So there we are. Um, so read read my book at any speed you like. Yes, as long as you enjoy it and keep reading, that's the most important thing. Yes. So next questions by the next question. Sorry, by Ping by Christine. If I was going to start reading your books from the beginning, what order do you think I should read them in? Well, it depends what you're into. Yes, like French kissing. If you want to read um, that, which is the L word set in Paris without Jenny, mm-hmm. start at French Kissing season one. It's French Kissing, you need to read in order. My other books, like for instance, the Ping Bean series, you don't have to read it in order, but it is advised. It really pretty much depends if you if you want to commit to a long-term uh, series or long-term reading commitment, yeah. then you should pick one of the series. 
And uh, especially French kissing, it's a commitment because you do have to read them in order and you want to keep reading when you finish a chapter or an episode, as they're called. You do want to keep reading because they have slight, you know, they have a bit of cliffhangers and stuff. So if you want to commit to that, those ones, if you... That's going to take you some time, though. If you are interested in reading a series, but, you know, you're less prone to long-term commitments, then Pink Bean is okay because you can... Each book stands on its own. So you yeah. can read one, read something else, come back finishes. to it. And it's not like you... It's a cliffhanger and you have to read the next one immediately. So, But there isn't really... For my standalone books, there isn't an order. But of course, I have been connecting books lightly yes. in my bliss verse. So maybe start with... I would say start with About That Kiss and take it from there. Well, yeah, but the thing is... If you really want to, an order, you should, the Blissverse books, you should actually read them in the order that you publish them because, you know, the mentions later yeah. on are often of then couples who, who get together before, but like um, The Breathless Place is before about that kiss and uh, Release yeah. the Stars is before that. So yeah, that's true. Basic, you should start at Release the Stars then if you want to, but I mean, it's. But it's also fun to. Like, for instance, if you read about that kiss and um, Isabel Adler is mentioned, it's fun to say, oh, there's a book about this person. I might go back and yes. read that. So you don't really need to, because, I mean, basically, you know, it's a romance. Every book is a romance. So even if, you know, you know that the couple is together already, the, you know this before you start the book anyway, because it's a romance and you know they're going to end up. I'll never break them up. That you, you're going to, the two main characters are going to end up together. So it doesn't really matter that you read a later book first where the couple is mentioned, because you know when you start their book, you know you already know that they're going to be together. But so. it is interesting to find out how they yes, got that together. Yes, that's the fun bit. So, you know. But I have so many books now, I, I mean, I cannot recommend an order. But I do have a, a page on my website, Books in Order. You can, you might want to check that out. Yes, and probably soonish there will be a new page on your website oh, yes. answering exactly that question. Oh, yes. If you are new to Harper Bliss, how should you start reading Harper Bliss books? Oh, yes. So this is, I mean, this is for in probably in a couple of months, but it will be on there for new people who are listening to this later on and who are new to your books. There will be some advice there. You wrote that page. Well, yes, but it's, I mean, I need to rework it because you have more <laughs> books out since I first drafted it. But anyway, that is going to be something that will be on the website in future. So there you go. And what was your uh, answer on this? Oh, yeah, this is basically what you wrote on that page. Yes, yeah, so I, I said, it says, you know, if you want a series, the, these ones... Uh, if you like this kind of book, if you like very angsty, these ones, if you want more lighthearted, these ones are good, that kind of stuff. Yes. So then people can say, oh, today I want to read something really light and fluffy. Uh, these books are what you should read. I want but to read something with deeper don't issues. Don't read a Harper Bliss if you want something light and fluffy. Well, you have some books that are slightly lighter than <laughs> yes, other ones. Definitely, so. I do. I do. Okay. And then she kissed me. So, About that kiss. Yes, indeed. So the next question is from Michelle, who asks if you could get the song from the duet fully written by you and released by recording artists, who would you like to record it? Again, a good question. Yes. Yeah. You had to think a long time about this. Well, yes. Well, because, I mean, obviously I always do fantasy casting. Well, not always, but 90% of the time. And 
um, Lana Lynch, I fantasy cast uh, Chrissy Hind. Mm-hmm. That's her name, right? Yes. From The Pretenders. And I think she makes a great Lana Lynch. And additionally, she's also a, a singer. Yes. So she can she can definitely sing. Also, I love Chrissy Hind. But um, of course, for um, Cleo, I I did not fantasy cast a singer. No. I fantasy cast Angela Scanlon from Your Own Made Perfect. My favorite show. Um, so that was uh, based on, on looks, not on singing. I don't know, maybe she can sing, but I wouldn't know if she can. No so idea. We, so we had to think about this, but you said, how about Brandy Carlisle? Yes, because you need someone who's, you know, quite a bit younger than Chrissy Hind. I mean, of course, this is at fictional times in their lives as well, but you yes. need someone a bit younger because that, that's the, the, the power of the duet as well, is the age gap. And I think and she would have a very good uh, sapphic appeal. Sapphic <laughs> appeal, definitely. So, yeah. um, so maybe, yeah. But and she's a really Hines good singer. But is not sapphic, is she? Can you still no. say lesbian? Yeah, no, well, you queer. can, you can. Um, it's Joan Jett who's queer. Yes, but uh, I mean, it it's does. Joan Jett who said, "I've been queer all my life. How come you don't know? Do I really have to spell it out?" <laughs> she said, "I watched the documentary." But uh, I mean, she um, I can she can have some appeal looks wise. She's a you know rock chick and stuff, so you know. Well, I think uh, she is who Shane aspired to look like in the first seasons of the Hour. Indeed. So that and kind, that type. Brandy Carlisle is. A bit more like country folky than um, yeah. Cleo in the duet, but I mean, it doesn't matter. She could sing, still sing the song, and yeah. it would still be amazing. I mean, Cleo is is younger, yes. definitely. But honestly, I don't know any young rock singers of this time. We're too old. Yeah, and also when I see, like, I watch uh, this show. Well, the show. I mean, it's a, it's a universal universal. Show the voice. It's in the U.S., but we have it here in Belgium too. And these people who participate, first of all, they are young enough that they could be our children because often they bring their parents. Yes. Like they're backstage, and these parents they're our age. Mm-hmm. But then the clothes they wear, I'm like, oh my god, I need to close my eyes. I cannot watch this. These clothes, but these they are the clothes that we wore when we were young. Yes. And crop tops. Whoever invented the fucking crop top? The crop top is the ugliest. You can have the best body. I mean, best. The most... Sculpted. Sculpted body in the world. A crop top is still not going to look good. This is my opinion. Okay. I really hate crop tops. But they are like all the rage right now. All these young girls, they're all like... Where is the rest of your fucking top? <laughs> You're sounding very old like when you I talk know. like <laughs> I know. I feel so old when I watch that show, though. Yeah. It's very enjoyable, though. <laughs> but anyway, what was the question? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know any... No, but I think what, what, you know, what we came up with is a good, uh, good combo. Yes, definitely. I think they would... It's not hip, but, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't do hip anymore. Brandy Carlisle has done an age-gap duet already with... Uh, um, Ali, from both sides now, Joni Mitchell. Really? Well, recently at some festival. I mean, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell is really old now, Jeez. and but they sang both sides now. Both sides now. Like That's a, my favorite. 
I think there were, yeah, there was a, a, a whole group of singers who supported Joni Mitchell. Yeah, that's my heating. Um, so there is age gap singing already on the record for her, but that is a maybe slightly too big an I age gap. I have to listen to that song. You just look it, up, look it up on YouTube and, uh, you know, you'll find it but, um, at some do, festival. Do you remember when we were hip? Because I do want to say that one day we were hip. Yeah, one day in a very distant past. I won a DJ contest and it was specifically a hipster DJ contest. Mm -hmm. So yes. I just want to put uh, that we, out there. We used to organize really hip parties yeah. that all the hipster young people came to. Yes. So One day we were hip. Now we are no longer hip. Now we are middle-aged countryside lesbians. Yeah, but I think it's also part of aging gracefully. One must not cling to one's former hipness. No, that's true. And like, I mean, of course, you can listen to any music you want. I used to listen to all the new stuff. Now I just listen to Celine Dion, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, that was part two of our grand finale thank you all so much for still listening stay tuned for part three which is also the very last episode of Harper Bliss and Her Misses bye bye thank you for listening to Harper Bliss and Her Misses you can find all the episodes and show notes at harperblissandhermisses.com we also have a favor to ask If you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, that would help other people find us. Thank, Thank you. you.